Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. So as Ben just read in today's gospel, Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. And on July 6, 1990, at Tiger Stadium in Detroit, Michigan, the world was given a picture of the kind of peace that's offered in a relationship with God. The Detroit Tigers were playing the Chicago White Sox, and Steve Lyons, who was playing for the White Sox, was up to bat, and he bunted the ball, and he raced down toward first base. The pitcher grabbed the bunt and fired it toward first. Steve Lyons threw himself into the air. He dove at the bag head first with his arms stretched out, and he was safe. However, the pitcher for the Tigers begged to differ, and he got in a shouting match with the umpire. Meanwhile, over on first base, Steve Lyons stood up, and he dusted off his pants. And he was so absorbed in the game, and he was so focused on reaching first base, that without any consciousness of what he was doing, he loosened his belt and he dropped his pants down to his ankles to wipe away the dirt. 20,000 jaws in that stadium hit the floor. So you can imagine all the jokes. One columnist wrote, no one has ever dropped his drawers on the field. Not Wally Moon, not Blue Moon Odom, not even Heine Manouche. And every time Steve went out on the field, for weeks afterwards, uh, women behind the White Sox dugout would wave wave dollar bills. (laughs) Now, you might imagine that Steve Lyons was embarrassed by this incident, and at a certain superficial level, maybe he was. You might even imagine that Steve Lyons felt some humiliation, and at a certain superficial level, maybe Steve Lyons was a little humiliated. But down at the core, something very different was going on. The image of this man tearing down that baseline and soaring through the air, the image of this man so intent on the mission at hand that he completely blanks on how he looks, is the picture of a kind of peace that is very wonderful. It is a peace that I crave. It's a peace I crave for you, and I crave for me, and I crave for the ministry and the mission of Calvary St. George's Church. And it's exactly what Jesus is talking about in today's gospel when he says, my peace I give to you. Jesus is rejoicing in Steve Lyons dropping his pants when he says, My peace I give to you. Now, for this peace to be real for you and me, the spotlight, first of all, needs to shine on the places where this peace is not. The places where embarrassment and humiliation are not superficial, but really deep. Let me give you one example. Many of you here know the actor Matthew Broderick and his actress uh, wife, Sarah Jessica Parker. Matthew Broderick has a sister named Janet, and Janet is an Episcopal priest. 
and she is a friend of the clergy of Calvary St. George's Church. I want to read to you a portion of a letter that Janice once sent to me. Janice writes, when I was 13, a bunch of boys came up to me after class. They told me that they all wanted to take me to the party on Friday. I was to pick which one I wanted. They told me that after school, I should go into the schoolyard and hide under one of the boxes. These boxes were large enough to fit a few children and you could turn them over on yourself. They would get under one at a time and I would tell them if they were the one. Well, I was very excited, needless to say, and after school I got under the box and waited. I waited and I waited. And it finally hit me that they had played a trick on me. I carefully lifted the box to come outside and there they were, laughing hysterically. I ran across the yard and hid out in the bathroom. I pretended I didn't care. I was cool about it. And here's the next line of Janice's, Janet's letter. I have never forgotten it. You and I could join Janet this morning going around and taking turns in telling stories of humiliation. Humiliation strong enough to block out any possibility of real peace. Stories that probably would go from childhood to, to the very end of life. You remember um, the movie Going in Style? George Burns uh, stars uh, in the movie as a man at the end of his life. He's an old man whose wife has died. And in one scene, we see him sitting in a chair with a box of photographs of his wife on his lap. And suddenly he lifts up the box and he examines his lap and he gets up and he shuffles off to the bathroom with a disgusted look on his face. The humiliation of needing diapers not only as an infant, but also at the end of life. The hardest example of all is also the one that links you and me to the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of what Jesus has done for you and me on the cross. And I am referring to the humiliation of love. I'm referring to the humiliation of taking the risk of making yourself vulnerable to love and of then being rejected. Nothing hurts as much as giving your heart to someone and of that person rejecting it. Janet Broderick said, I have never forgotten it. And what's the one result of all of these experiences of humiliation? In one form or another, you and I react to them by shutting down and freezing up. These experiences are so strong and they're so painful that we will do anything to not feel them again. And it is exactly into our shut down, frozen up state that Jesus Christ comes as the ultimate vulnerable lover. Here's the conclusion of that letter that Janet wrote me. She writes, I thought of the cross. I thought of the boards stretched out and of Jesus dying for my sins. And then a new thought came to me. I thought of Jesus hanging there with his arms stretched out and the nails preventing him from covering himself up. 
I thought of how he must have cried, and if the tears came down, he couldn't wipe them away. Or how, if he was crying, then he must have had a runny nose, and he couldn't wipe that either. And the blood from his forehead must have run down, and he couldn't wipe that either. His mother was watching, and the guards, some of whom despised him, and he was unclothed. And that's how he died, the humiliation of Christ. And so, from the cross, I hear these words echoing in this church this morning. I hear Jesus saying, because you, my dearly beloved sisters and brothers at Calvary St. George's Church, are unable to unfreeze yourselves, I choose to do it for you. I choose to take the final step in utter, total humiliation. I choose the cross. I choose to take the evil power of your humiliation upon myself because I will love you and I will have you experience my peace. So, let me close with a couple little pictures of what this peace from Jesus can actually do. And the first little picture actually happened right here in this sanctuary yesterday evening. There was a wonderful concert here of beautiful classical sacred music. And when it was over, people gathered over here in the chapel for a reception. Suddenly, a homeless man started yelling really loudly, saying, yelling, that he had to go to the bathroom. And he was saying that he had to go, number one, really badly, although he did not use those words. And then, and I want to be discreet here, he actually started acting on his needs. So we, who were around him, started to invoke those words in Deuteronomy 14.8, which says, thou shalt not go, number one, on the radiator in the sanctuary of Calvary Church. That's the law. And we started to grab this guy and drag him out of the church. And then the law was superseded by grace, the grace of Jesus. It happened right here. And it happened in the person of our friend Camel Boutros. Camel came rushing up to help this fella. Camel, first of all, and I, again, I want to be discreet here, but Camel provided a receptacle for this fella's number one needs. Then Camel started talking with him. And in this fella's humiliation of being homeless and having to go to the bathroom with no bathroom in sight, while the rest of us were judging him with the law, Camel let this fella know, simply by helping him out and talking to him, that in fact, he was loved. That's the first picture. Here's the last one. The last one is a picture of a husband and wife, a couple. A couple who built a house together when they first got married. A couple who raised four children together. A couple who walked together through the death of one of their children. A couple who prayed together differently 
but together, a couple who found humor in different things, but when one laughed, the other one laughed also, simply in the joy of seeing the other one happy. And then after 35 years and quite suddenly, the husband developed a tumor on his face. And during the operation, there was an accident. A nerve was severed that controlled the left side of his face. And as a result, he could only move one half of his mouth and the other side had a permanent droop. One of the doctors wrote down what happened after the operation when the husband first returned to the hospital room. And I want to read that account to you. As I watched this wife of 35 years lean over the bed of her husband, I saw him turn his face away. In his humiliation, he did not want her to see his now distorted features. Instead, his wife gently turned his face toward hers. Then she leaned over, turning her mouth first this way and then that, until she could make her lips kiss gently the misshapen mouth of her beloved. From Steve Lyons, brushing off the dirt, to the kiss of this wife, to our own hearts this morning, the Lord Jesus is saying to you and me, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.